0: Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So George, who won't pick it? A the family. Hey we're going old school, I guess, a little bit from the Centell family basement. Who was, who was around? Who was joining us on Wednesday nights when we used to do this back in the day? Um, everybody's we're practicing our social distancing. Of course, uh, we're in the downstairs basement. We're going to talk about UGA recruiting, uh, Anything you guys want to know, you got got a question, you got a comment, you want to talk about anything related to Georgia football, Georgia recruiting especially, um, please feel free to weigh in. Um, Hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody is staying safe. Is everybody getting this quarantine feeling down like everybody else? Let me introduce you to – let me say hi. This is Peaches right here. Peaches, this is the Centel family dog. Peaches, look out there. Hey, at least we've got one viewer to – one viewer tonight, right? <coughs> Peaches is here. She's on out. Uh, Before the hedges on dognation Yes, her name is Peaches. Yes, my uh, now eleven year old son named her Peaches about three years ago. She's with us. We're gonna hang out, and talk about all things Georgia football and Georgia recruiting. Brandon's got a beer. That's his gimmick for broadcasting from home. I've got a. I've got man's best friend, right? Peaches, the dog. Um, Hope everybody's doing well. First of all, i got to thank everybody from Kroger uh, for uh, continued partnership. We got it. Look at this the new, the new logoed up banner. We had to upgrade to the new style Kroger logo. Um, and we got a white golden doodle here that fits in really well with the white background. Um, she's going to ask some questions. She's probably going to be barking about a lot of things tonight. But um, hope you guys got a few minutes to sit here and talk about all things Georgia football. And what do you think, Peaches? You want to take some questions? First thing I want to talk about is just like what's going on right now here with Georgia football. Uh, I spoke to my good buddy, Brandon Adams, for his podcast earlier today. And man, man, there's really like a swirl of things that are happening, a swirl of things that are going on. Um, I think the main thing you got you to think about is how this changes everything. Folks start wondering about, OK, is G-Day going to happen? Not likely. Is spring practice going to happen? Not likely when will things return to normal? You hear our world leaders and countries' leaders talking about August, talking about eight weeks, 10 weeks. When's it all going to come back to normal? Um, It's going to be very interesting, but from, you know, the things that readily pop into my mind are like, uh, for instance, high school graduation. Like if there's any recruits out there that were were definitely working towards uh, making sure they handled their business in their classroom to be eligible, that's something without that hands-on and tutoring and everything else, maybe their SAT prep courses, maybe their ACT prep courses. That's something I think about. I think about a guy like Trey McKitty, uh, who's scheduled to graduate, be a graduate transfer from Florida State so he can show up and play tight end for Georgia for one more season of college football. Lots of folks thinking he's going to contend for a lot of playing time, especially in Georgia's uh, multiple tight end, two tight end sets. So that's something, you know, how will this affect a guy like Trey McKitty graduating? That's a question I have. The main thing for like high school players is it really slows down their clock for a lot of guys. It slows down like when they're going to be able to make their decision. They probably need to make they probably needed to make a lot of their own. Um, they probably needed to make a lot of their own decisions about. I need to see this school. I need to see that school. I need to see that that school. Maybe this will keep them from thinking about going to that far out school when there was already a school that they really kind of sort of liked but wanted to take their visits and everything else like that. So that's something to think about. The other thing I think about with these young players is I think about their bodies. There's there's players on every high school team that go from very good to great in that January, February, March, April, May of their of their of their junior year. These are there's there's even some players that go and if they hit the weight room, they work on their craft, they get a little bit bigger, faster, stronger, and they go from maybe a a fringe power five prospect to a clear power five prospect, or they go from a a certain power five prospect to an SEC prospect. Those are the things I think about how young men's bodies are not gonna mature the way they used to. And even the guys on the Georgia team, how they're not gonna mature the way they used to under this new under this new climate. Of course, these are very fickle. These are very superficial things we think about when we, we wonder about Georgia football and Georgia recruiting and how, how that's all gonna to manage together and line up to what we used to expect it to be. Um, looks like Peaches has had enough of, uh, he's going to go upstairs and find a treat. Uh, but anyway, the matter of the hour is, you know, what's going on with Georgia recruiting. Uh, just put up a uh, post on the Dog Nation site. Hopefully you guys have had a chance to read it. There's two backs that I've always kind of thought were the, the A1A targets for Georgia in the 2020-21 recruiting cycle, and that would be um, Trevion Henderson, and Donovan Edwards. Don Ed is what you know. lots of his friends call him up in Michigan. He lives about 30 minutes from Michigan. He's got good friends, a uh, good personal relationship with a member of the Notre Dame team. He has two former teammates that are on the Michigan team. We had a story that went up today that shared some pretty interesting things. First and foremost, I think the one thing that, that, that Georgia fans will want to hear is Donovan Edwards said he's probably got only one school right now that has earned an official visit, and that would be the University of Georgia. When I asked him if there are any other schools out there that have earned an official visit, he told me he's probably not thought that deeply into a lot of the other schools there. Um, That's something of interest. Uh, What he thinks about with Georgia is how well he fits into that new system, especially the Todd Munkin system. Everybody wants to know about, hey, what's this guy like? Who does he play like? Well, Donovan Edwards rates as the nation's number three overall running back for the 2021 cycle the number 38 overall prospect. He's a four-star, not a five. He's about 5'11 and 196, and his high school stats look like 1,300 yards rushing, 21 touchdowns, and 500 yards receiving. If you want to think about Munken in Georgia and the skill set, the name that comes to my mind is Edo Smith. Edo Smith was in Munkin's program and in Munkins offense way back for the 2015 Southern Miss Golden Eagles and Munkin led an offense. Munkin's offense had a 4,400-yard passer in uh, Nick Mullins, who's now a backup in the NFL for the San Francisco 49ers. 4,400 yards. Then they had two running backs that went over 1,000 yards. One of those backs was Edo Smith, who had a 500-yard receiving season. And then through the year, uh, Southern Miss had a 1,300-yard receiver, a 900-yard receiver, a 700-yard receiver. And then another 500-yard receiver, Edo Smith. And that's the sort of things when Munkin sat uh, Donovan Edwards down, he, he's, he was wondering, like, you know, this is an NFL fit. This is how you fit in my offense. And he showed he showed Mr. Edwards, he showed Donovan some NFL clips of the Bucs, NFL clips of the Browns. And that's always impressive when you're, a play caller can show NFL offenses that a, a play caller has coordinated because everybody wants to get to that next level. All right, guys, if you've just joined us again, I'm Jeff sintel. Welcome to our Before the Hedges program brought to you by Kroger. I shared a couple of opening thoughts about Donovan Edwards and that recent story we put up on dognation.com. Player to watch, name to watch in the 2020 recruiting cycle. Donovan tells me that he's not going to make his decision anytime soon. He's going to take his official visits, but he's going to be an early enrollee. It's kind of funny how all of the major imperative targets for Georgia in the 2021 class are looking like early enrollees. That's something to consider there as well. Um, Our broadcast is brought to you by Kroger. Kroger is, you know, let's just give a quick thumbs up. And I want to make sure you guys are hearing me well, of course, but listen to me on this. You know, whether you're, whatever grocery store you frequent, including those fine folks at Kroger, man, people that are stepping up, people that are doing more, people that are really taking care of us and making sure we have the basic needs of society, uh, to go on through this difficult time during this unprecedented time in our nation's history, at least for a lot of people that are that are my age and younger, uh, your, your grocery store when you go there, they have what you need. They start getting your meats, they start getting your beef, they start getting your chicken. They have that stuff in the freezer. I know my wife felt a little bit a little bit more back to normal when they had everything that you're looking for. And you know, one little small measure of hope is like in our neighborhood, what we've done here in Woodstock is people are making a lot of food runs for a lot of people. Like sometimes it's been hit or miss with the meats and the selections. And one of the things uh, my family has done and other families have done is that they found something for others and like, oh, you need some of this. Oh, you need some of that. And uh, everybody's pitched in and and tried to oblige. Um, Social distancing, that's one of the things we're gonna think about as we try to have a normal, regular recruiting chat like we always do here on Dog Nation. What's something you guys have done? I would stress that you guys, you got to get out, you got to get the heartbeat, and you got to do something. You just feel better. Whether it's walking, whether it's hitting some golf balls, whether it's going to the driving range, whether it's uh, getting on your spin, spin cycle, getting on your, on your exercise bike, whether it's just walking your dog around your neighborhood. Something I think I found that it helps a lot. Even when you're trying to write a story, you're trying to keep folks updated on the Dog Nation message board forum. <laughs> funny mark godfrey hey good evening to you good good evening to you sir as well stephen carr says uh you know thanks jeff this no sports things is no good glad i got old game on my dvr for my fix yeah i got a buddy he's ripping through some cotton bowls right now i think he's got all the basically all the cotton bowls cotton bowls ever on his dvr and he's going through all those right now he's going through all the Georgia games he has on DVR. I think a lot of folks on the Dog Nation forum, somebody mentioned this week that they were watching that 2013 LSU-Georgia game trying to stay busy. Uh, Sonia Prescott. Uh, that's a golden doodle. She's She's got a little golden tint to it right there. She's golden and, and half doodle. She's about three years old. Robert Reynolds. Yeah, man, I know it, it is. It, this is weird, but it's better than nothing. Uh, David West is weighing in from... Campo Bello, South Carolina. Uh, Matt Talley, yeah, man. I, I, I just try to make things normal. Uh, uh, Jarvis Hannah how are you? Throwing a lot of shout out shout outs around. Uh, Jody Maddox dreams about a national championship. Uh, uh, Mark Godfrey, no, Peaches cannot go on the recruiting trail. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob O'Neill, yeah, that's funny. BA's got a squirrel, and I've got a I've got a I got a family pet. Um Troll Dukes, man, how are you? Uh Jessica M. Huth hopes football doesn't get canceled. Uh we all do. Um, <laughs> Jarvis Hanna is uh playing Call of Duty Black Ops. Um, Joel Moody, yeah, touchdown, Travion. He's he's got some sick film. We talking about Travion Henderson. He had 53 touchdowns on his junior film. I looked through every one of them, man. It was almost like the first 35 of them went an average of 40 yards. All those clips uh, were very impressive. Uh, Colby Curry, yeah, no, it uh, definitely feels like definitely feels like uh, old times for sure with everything going on. So. You know, one of the things I wanted to bring up, and I hope you guys saw the, the story we wrote about Cade Brock earlier this week. Man, Cade Brock is just a dude. It's somebody that, you know, I felt even in this climate of, you know, we, wanted, we want to tell more stories. We want to maybe come back to things that we hadn't shared with you guys yet. I've been wanting to write about Cade for some time because when you saw him up in the stands, when you saw him, uh, the what he meant to the class, and it wasn't just – his buddy Tate Ratledge and how tough he was and how country strong he is. Just the kind of way he already fit into the class. And he drew respect from guys like Austin Blasky, Nazir Stackhouse, Cedric Von Prongranger. Uh, Cedric told me that basically those two guys talk every day, and they've spoken almost every day since really he became a part of the class back in August. Uh, Kate is a guy that was so funny, that story we were able to share about him being a longtime Georgia fan. Tate Ratledge was a longtime Tennessee fan. I basically, fought at a drop of a hat at all times. Uh, it was very interesting getting to learn all their stories and how maybe Kay Brock. Once there was that limbo period there for uh, that limbo period there for Tate Rattledge with Tennessee, and was it Tennessee? Was it Clemson? What was going to happen when uh, Sam Pittman left for Arkansas? Um, K. Brock was at his house. He called him that night, uh, and he really started working for Georgia, trying to keep Tate Tate Rattledge in the class as well. I want to make sure everybody's picking me up. My computer has froze. That's always a good thing. Um. um so. Uh, things to think about things to think about with everything going on here in uh, dog nation Let me just check one second when my computer freezes I want to make sure you guys are still around and that the broadcast hasn't frozen as well we're good. We're good. All right, we're good so uh, going to deal with a restarted computer. That's what I'm going to deal with right now, so I can be able to interact and catch up with everybody's questions. I normally have an iPad that uh, I use with the phone, and um, let me see if I can uh, let me see if I can bring in a uh, one of my technicians or somebody behind the scenes. Maybe they're listening on the broadcast as well. Maybe I can get one of our crack staff here at uh, Centel's Underground Broadcast basement to maybe bring me that iPad as well, uh, as a backup plan when your computer crashes. Uh, one of the things I wanted to get to is I wanted to talk about the top targets. I know we don't have the fancy graphics that uh, Connor Riley and Michael Carvell create for us every week, but you know, one of the things is obviously that the situation Evan Pryor commits to uh, Ohio State. He comes off our top targets. Uh, Donovan Edwards comes in um, out, of, out of Michigan. Uh, there's been some interesting things. George is still recruiting. I think they they they're, they're basically doing a lot of FaceTiming. They're doing a lot of texting. I know I spoke to a lot of a lot of players that are that George is chiefly interested in. Um, Matavao Maliki Matavao was telling me that uh, he basically tries to go find a field wherever he can get to a field and run routes by himself. Run routes with friends. Um, he says he's doing a lot of FaceTiming. A lot of coaches are uh weighing in. You know, one of the things he was going to do uh Matavo was was, uh, Matavao was he was planning to take a big visit to Georgia April 15th, 16th, 17th. And now that one's uh definitely got kaboshed as well. So, you know, he's a guy that's um his his plans like everybody's recruiting plans have been have been put on hold as well. Um thank you there, Hannah. No problem. But, you know, one of the things that um, everybody's doing is they're just trying to find a way to stay normal, whether it's, you know, their coaches you know, sending them workouts. You know, one of the things that, that folks don't think about with this, you know, coronavirus and how it affects, you know, simple pieces of our daily lives is, you know, a lot of, a lot of high school players, maybe the best meal, and it's sad to say this, but maybe the best meal they get every day comes from um, their high schools. Uh, that's their best meal. Sometimes they have two lunches. Uh, they get a protein bar when they work out. They have a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches after they work out. Because what what these programs want to do is they want to basically feed their feed these young men to go chase championships. They want to create a, a shell of armor around them by putting on the good weight they need in order to go out and compete and win and fall. And a lot of that work happens right now. And, you know, for a lot of those young men, they're not getting the protein bars. They're not getting the protein um, the daily lunches from their schools, So they're not getting the protein intake. They're not getting the calorie intake. I know a bunch of schools around the the state and around the country that they're finding ways with food drops or going to go visit their kids. And um, they're finding ways to get their young players fed, whether it means they drop off a bunch of protein bars or, you know, I know one one good coach uh, in the state of Georgia, uh, offensive line coach, I believe, uh, he heard about a player that wasn't eating a lot and wasn't getting a lot to eat. And they're their pantries were kind of bare. So he smoked a Boston butt and he brought that to that player's family for them to be able to eat over the weekend and be able to get some food to kind of hang out through this um, you know, quarantine time and everything else like that. That's one of the things where, you know, that it's going to affect the new cycle a lot here. That's going to affect the normal maturation cycle of a high school football recruit. Also, you're going to see, there's got to be a switch in the calendar where, where, the the visit periods, the evaluation periods, are going to have to shift. Does that mean taking time away from June, adding time in June, adding time in July? Uh, does that mean coaches giving up big summer vacations? I spoke to a couple of coaches this week that said, you know, whenever whenever it gets back it gets back to normal or gets back to green light, uh, they're going to, everybody's going to try and cram and prepare to get ready for their seasons as much as possible, and maybe maybe their family vacation might be sacrificed as well. Those are the things I'm kind of hearing kind of going on with a lot of these players. Uh, a lot of these young men are going to have to take it upon themselves to, you know, work out on their own, work out independently. They're going to have to maybe chop down trees uh, in their neighborhood or in the woods, or they're going to have to get together in a neighborhood park, whatever is open, so they, would be able to, uh, so they would be able to, you know, work on timing, work on routes, work on a few install concepts, Uh, And everything else like that Uh, just very interesting times for the way we're used to um, Going about our business with all this Um, Let's see, Uh, you know the names I'm just kind of kind of gonna go one to ten I still this week if we had our full flashy graphics uh, Our full flashy graphics package number one top target for the 2021 class still Tony Grimes Still going to make his commitment on December the 1st. Still a very special player, special young man on and off the field. Uh, the number two guy on our list is Amarius Mims. Amarius sounds like he's ready to make an edit and start maybe trimming down his top schools list as well. Number three on the list is James Williams. That's the five-star safety um, out, of, out of South Florida. Number four. I almost come Every week I almost think about flipping Barrett Carter at four and James Williams at three just because I think Barrett's a very special football player. I think he's going to bring all the intangibles. He's going to bring the hard work, the character, the effort. I think he's going to be an incredible three down linebacker, a guy that can hang with tight ends and hang receivers and also get in there and come fly downhill and fill a gap, B gap and try to get to the ball carriers out on the edge as well. He can blitz. Um, he really checks a lot of boxes for me especially as an inside linebacker type. Of course, he's not 6'4 and 235, but just about everything else. I can see Barrett Carter playing a similar role early to what N'Kobe Dean did for Georgia during his freshman year. And N'Kobe played a lot. I think he would have played a lot more if he wouldn't have had that early injury. um, If he wouldn't have had that early injury um, with uh, his – heading into his uh, true freshman season. All right guys, um, I want to come back. I think our uh, my laptop is up and running. Uh, can't believe Chrome uh, cranking out cranking out of I me and everything else like that. Yeah, Mike Zambiassi, uh, that's one of the things I think. It's like, it's not an example of what was me. I'm going to read your full comment first, but many great opportunities to help others. It's the cure for selfish and self-centered tendencies. Just pray for guidance. Love our dog family. You know, I don't know if you guys are like me, but, you know, one of the things I always think about and struggle with my walk is, you know, what can I do besides my job? What can I do besides do my job well? How can I help others? You know, sometimes I sit and stop and think, you know, what's something I can do? What's something that, you know, I'd almost think, you know, what can appear in my life where... Where I can make a difference and I pray to you know be able to recognize those opportunities about you know I can tell you whatever mood you're in if you were to to do a solid for somebody to help a family go on a grocery run uh help somebody that needs help right now because we're all not in the same shape uh you know that certainly means a lot it certainly means a lot to someone And uh, Mike uh I surely appreciate your comment you had right there as well Uh, TJ Ben has a question: Does UGA, the NCA, or even the SEC plan on rescheduling the G-Day game? No, I don't think that's. I mean, there, there's some things out today that came out from Greg McHarety, not Greg McHarety, but Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, which sounded like a little bit of a pivot from where things are right now. I mean, ideally, if everything came back to normal, what could happen is um, if everything can come back to normal, what what could happen was we would have uh, a chance in you know, maybe a restructuring of the calendar, a reshifting of the calendar where the Bulldogs would able be able to have a G-Day at a later time and hold spring practice at a later time. But I think those college coaches are kind of near what a lot of the things I'm hearing from high school coaches right now are saying, and that's as long as everybody else is not started and not working, then we feel better about where we're at and where we're not at. It's just when they see you know the thought of other schools getting better while they couldn't get better is something that, would be a worry to a lot of folks. Uh, I think I think the Georgia Twitter account established a very good baseline way of thinking by saying, you know, this is not the time to ad- attack the day and winning the SEC and getting better than Florida and getting ready to beat Virginia right now. This is a time to serve the, serve our, all of our communities. And, you know, I think that was a fine sentiment that was expressed right there. And somehow Georgia was able to, to rally its community a little bit and the Dog Nation fan base Uh, with a message of something other than, uh, attack the day or uh, do more and everything else like that. I think all of us, uh, will come out of this feeling a little bit different about the way we look at the world, the way we look at traffic, the way we look at a line in Starbucks, the way we look at getting a chance to go to a park, uh, the way we look at, you know, going to a theme park. I think we will all cherish things a little bit more in our very, uh, very, uh, privileged society. Yeah. Jacob O'Neill, you've been watching uh, old games on ESPNU. What games have you been watching? Do you have a favorite one you rewatch? I think one of the things that everybody's doing in the Dog Nation Forum is they're trying to figure out, uh, like, we're actually, one of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to establish a, a, a Dog Nation Forum kind of movie club where we all figure out, okay, this is the movie we're going to watch or where or we pick out four or five that nobody's seen lately uh things like you know wind river baby driver uh things like uh i want to say hell or high water maybe the movie drive and lots of those obscure movies that are actually really good watches and we all come back and try to watch it together and have like a movie club one of the things i said i was going to do on the forum is you know that sort of thing reminds me of something georgia legend larry munson did during his uh, twilight years and his golden years while he would move back to Athens, is you got you to gotta, you gotta fancy Mr. Munson for this because he found a way on Sundays to establish a movie-watching club, and usually it was with a couple of Georgia sororities where they'd all go out to, I believe it was Beachwood or Alps, and they'd go watch a movie together. They'd go by and get coffee afterward, and they'd just go watch a really good movie and hang out. Now, you know there's many, there's many things that can be said about that, I think one of the coolest things is, uh, you know, Larry Monson found a way to spend his off-season time very well, watching movies, getting to know the young Georgia fans as well. Um, and all those girls I know that got a chance, those young women that got a chance to hang out with a Georgia legend besides hobnail boots and besides, um, you know, look at the sugar falling from the sky and I've lit the cigar. I'm sure that's a special lifelong memory for a lot of folks. Uh, Alan and Jennifer intricate. hey how was that yeah one of the things I never thought I would go 12 minutes on a video with Cade Mays and let me see Kate Brock and Tate Ratledge and Tommy Atta the, the, those kind of pillars of the da- Darlington football program over the last couple of years but it just the guy's just so entertaining like if you saw the story it was so funny because literally Cade Cade Brock was the type of guy that was hey you need me to take my shirt off I can do that I, you know he's kind of Goose and, Goose and Tate routledge as well about talking about how fat, fat everybody was and how much he hated him because he used to be a Tennessee fan. If you're ever around young people, you're ever around a locker room, if you're ever around – even when you get together with some of your old friends and everybody starts getting everybody's goat and kind of kind of gigging each other a little bit, you know that's just guys being guys. And When you, when you think of things like that, it becomes more of a fabric of our normal life than what we're dealing with right now. clay, clay dice uh yeah that was a great video letter that um kirby smart uh, posted as well mike jones yeah that's one of the things i'm trying to do get to bradshaw farms it's only about you know 10 miles away from him maybe about 10 minutes about six miles away from me if i can just get get there every day and hit, hit the driving range for a little bit maybe play nine holes maybe walk a little bit you know that to me is good and I think golf is the perfect example of, of social distancing. One of the things I've done with my kids is we try to do um, every day, we try to do some sort of daddy school, mommy school type thing. Um, the community we live in, um, we've established like, you know, one night we watched Stand By Me. And even though that movie was made about, you know, back in the 1950s and included some, and it was funny watching the movie with my kids and they heard songs like lollipop come on and somehow they sang along and, they wanted to know about that body that was that was missing that they go chasing down on the train tracks. That was a good movie. I think we want to watch Facing with the Giants sometime soon. Uh, find those movies. Find those ways to connect with your kids. I know we've played uh, Ticket to Ride, that game before. We've never played that with your family. That's funny. We played Blank Slate last night. Uh, one of our favorite games, ideally, is a game. It's very complicated. It's called Pandemic. I don't know if you've ever played that, but that is a very – interesting thinking person's game where all there's a problem and all four members are working together trying to beat the problem and this problem just so happens to be an infectious disease that's spreading across the world so you know that's the things that we try to do we have played some tennis every night uh one of the things we tried to do in order to you know it's funny you know i think benjamin watson the great bulldog the great nfl guy uh incredible book that he wrote, incredible books that he's written. One of those about, you know, kind of a roadmap for being a father. Um, In other words, another book he wrote was about race relations in our country. But, you know, one of the things he pointed out was that he was a December birthday and he kind of thought that you're going to see a spike in uh, December births and December deliveries because of everything that's going on. I, I think initially one of the things I tried to tell my family is like, hey, just imagine that there's, 12 inches of snow out on the ground, or 17 inches of snow out on the ground. To me, it sort of felt like um, the blizzard of 1993 with all that. Uh, some try uh, wrong ring. Sorry if I didn't get that name right. Uh, he wants to know what big time wide receivers coming to Georgia with Brock V. I think the name to think about right now for the receiver front is Mario Williams. He just established the top five. Georgia made his top five. Georgia was certainly in there. Uh, Georgia's a school that's um, something to think about. Seth Collin has a question. Hey, Jeff, a name we haven't heard of from the 2017 class is Trey Blunt. Um, you know any news on him and if he will break out? You know, Trey's a player that I kind of wanted to see him flap his wings. I, you, you kind of hear different things about Trey, like is he a safety, is he a defensive back? Um, if, does he want to give it one more go and one more try? Because he played so much during that 2017 season. But if you look at his contribution so far, to this point at Georgia, number one, I do think he's got a little bit more to show folks. But number two is he's been mostly as a blocker, and that's a guy that you look at and you wonder how does he fit into this new air raid type or air raid tendency Georgia offense? I think a player to me that immediately jumps out as a guy that can make a move uh, is Kyrus Jackson. Kyrus. I think was maybe primed to do a lot more in 2018, excuse me, 2019, should he have uh, not suffered that early injury and he had the early elbow injury as well where he broke his wrist and everything else. And it seemed like it kind of got him off stride for his entire red shirt freshman season. You know, Kiaris Jackson's a guy, everybody always asks me about the freshmen and the guys that I think will play right away and play immediately. Uh, I think Keely Ringo will play immediately. I think Ke- Kendall Milton will play immediately. I would consider Von Prime Granger as a guy that plays immediately. Jermaine Burton is a guy, if you look at the wide receiver position, man, that guy is awful some kind of good. He's prepared. He handles his work. He's going in with a business mindset. It's going to be hard for even the best cornerbacks in the SEC, especially the number three or four corner on an SEC program, to be able to shadow him and mirror him and stick with him. Uh, Jermaine Burton. I see very big things up ahead for him as well. And you know, let's let's be real here. Everybody can tie out all these skill players. They can say Jamie Newman. They can say Carson Beck. The player that should play the most and is expected to play the most is Jared Zirkle. That's the kicker out of Texas. To me, that's the guy that I think has the earliest line on a starting job because that's what he's been brought in to do. And he's going to be a blue shirt. We spoke about that. We wrote about Jared about two weeks ago. How he's going to be on his own dime for about two or three months when he reports in late May, early June. And then he's gonna be go on scholarship in August and his scholarship will count towards the 2021 class. Jared Zirkel, he had a 59 yard field goal in a actual living, breathing high school football game. I think immediately he's gonna have one of the strongest kickoff legs in the SEC. I think it will be a longer learning curve or not as easy as a learning curve for Jared Zirkel to learn how to kick uh, adeptly and proficiently and efficiently in the SEC. Uh, let me see if I can get through some more questions first of all thanks to everybody for joining me I want to make sure everybody can hear me okay is the sound coming on okay this is our first kind of rebooted broadcast with doing it in my basement we'll probably do this for the next couple of weeks or so but I want to make sure you guys can hear me okay whether I'm coming through my my bluetooth headset or through this through the microphone in my camera phone Want to make sure everybody can hear me okay if everybody can hear me okay can you get a, get, a, get a quick thumbs up can i get a get a quick peaches can i get a quick uh dgd or whatever or whatever just let me know you guys can hear me okay alan and jennifer intricate thank you so much uh jan armstead uh, ben Watson yeah yeah I, I gotta agree I gotta agree with all that uh, you think about people that that need to pursue political office in our country and Ben Watson is a name to me that just really jumps the mind Steve Weimer, how are you Oh wow I didn't know that Kade Brock is Jennifer's cousin man that's great you know he's a really fun guy really he's just he's just one of those guys that You're going somewhere with your pack of buddies and like wherever you're going. And if you know a guy like Cade with his over-the-top personality is going to be there, it just makes the trip better. Uh, I enjoyed sharing his story about how he was really um, goofing around with Darnell Washington because he didn't know who Ric Flair was. And how he just – he says a lot of the culture with all these big players is like everybody treats them like they're something that they're not. I thought he had a great line where he talked about Cade Brock was – where he's like, you know, if you're the best plumber in the electric community, does that mean people you know, come sign autographs or they blow you up just because you're good at what you do? He's like, there's still regular people beyond that. And he's like, to me, they're all the same. He's like, he says, I tell all of them that I can whoop all their tails. And if you know Cade Brock, even just a little bit, that, that comment right there, that quote is pure Cade Brock. Uh-oh, we got, a, we got a guest coming in here, my man Kyle. Kyle, you got a message? What's up? Mom wants you get ice cream from Kroger's. All right, so all right, guys, we got five minutes. Kyle just gave me a five-minute warning. Uh, I got a honey-do list. I hope you guys are knocking out all your honey-do list, honey-do list as well. I just got 80. just got a message, some intel from upstairs in the house that I got to make a run to Kroger to pick up some ice cream. Uh, but uh, hey, Kyle, thanks, buddy, for sharing that with me, man. Tom Hopkins, man, thank you so much for that. You guys got any questions, um, hit me with it. Uh, let me know what's going on. Uh, Joel Moody, you're right about uh, Schmile Carter, uh, Shmyle Munden, Barrett Carter, and Ranieri Dilworth. That would be the of, best group of linebackers you can imagine in this recruiting class. I would agree. I think Alabama and North Carolina are also in the mix there as well. I think Alabama gave – Raniere, a lot to think about as well uh, as he goes forward with with his decisions. Remember, he was wanting to make his commitment on April 17th. That's his uh, grandmother's birthday. It would be a silent commitment. And then he wants to announce his commitment on May uh, May the 9th, I believe. So that stuff is very much up in the air. I asked him recently if uh, all these changes affect his decision plan and his path. And he was like, you know, he has to think about a lot of that. Uh, Randy Payne, Go Dogs from uh, Tipton, Georgia. Uh, Ken Feinberg, man, thank you for joining us. Uh, Reginald Johnson. So Mason Smith is a guy that I'm very interested in because, uh, you know, when he started hitting the camp circuit, number one, Mason Smith was a defensive lineman who was dominant, and he was at the opening as a junior. Whenever you see a guy like goes to the opening as a junior, you know that that's a special young man. Uh, lSU that's the team that's going to be the hardest to beat because he's a hometown home state Louisiana kid from the boot state but George's doing a little bit more with kids from Louisiana you mentioned guys like uh, Darren branch you've got uh, Micaiah tongue you've got Cedric von Prong Granger Georgia's starting to establish you know more of a pipeline foothold in the state of Louisiana and you know Mason Smith is a guy he was going to, he was going to take a visit to Georgia this month and I'm Sure, Georgia would have knocked that visit out of the park. They would have made it feel like a true priority in the class. Uh, be very interesting. Georgia's going to get an official visit from Mason Smith, and you know when you look at Mason Smith, he is the type of player uh, that you can put in there with the Jalen Carter, and you could put in there with the Trayvon Walker type category. The guy that's going to come in with a body that's ready to roll in the SEC and earn some playing time. Uh, Jerry Popham says, I don't have a really good audio stream right now on Facebook. Um, sorry about that. I'm going to try and speak louder. Hopefully, it's working coming through, the, uh, coming through my Bluetooth or through the microphone as well. Randy Hall, you bring up Tim Keenan. Tim Keenan told me that he's going to take as long as possible as it takes for him to make a decision. be very interesting because that young man has taken over 30 visits to Alabama Uh, He lives in Birmingham, Alabama. He's been going there since he was a freshman. But he did say that he really likes what he's seen at Georgia, how Georgia appeals to him. And he also said the Scott Cochran move definitely added a little bit more oomph, a little bit more, a little bit more consideration to what Georgia will have to offer. Because he likes, everybody likes the fact that uh, Cochran is now on the Georgia staff. All right, guys. Hey, want to say thanks to everybody for uh, hanging out with us uh, today and tonight. I know it's been another, uh, it's been another interesting um, Wednesday night, uh, different Wednesday night, but you know it's good, kind of different. Um, you know, somehow, I think something out of this that comes out of this is we'll all probably feel a little closer to our families from that. That's what I remember when I was a kid when um, the the blizzard of '93 happens. Um, Now, one thing I want to talk about is, you know, Kroger store hours. I've got to go make a make a Kroger run to go get some ice cream. You heard my son Kyle add to my to-do honey-do list right there. But you know, Kroger store hours as of today will be 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Also, the fuel centers are 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Fuel centers are 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. But Kroger store hours as of today are 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. and You know, one of the things, you know, like we said earlier in the broadcast is when you go into that grocery store, I want you to kind of look at those folks like maybe those guys are five-star recruits. Maybe those young women, those young men, those Kroger associates or any grocery store you're at are the five-star recruits this time because they're making plays, they're making a difference. The things that they're doing to come in, I, I love what some grocery stores are doing across the country where they're having dedicated hours for senior citizens to come in where they can come in and not feel rushed, but also... Not, not not be exposed to everybody else from other age demographics as well. Um, those folks and what they're doing, they're hiring all the time. They're workers, they're, they're, they're employee pools, they're beyond capacity. They cannot serve their public with enough enough product right now and uh, they're definitely working their tails off and they're definitely doing a lot uh, to make sure our communities are so propped up because you know, as long as there's food and bread, milk, and and everything else, with everybody having to feed their young people at home, I think I think people are all right. But when people start having to wonder and worry about, you know, maybe someone hoarded something, or maybe there's not enough there, maybe the supply chains have been halted a little bit, I think that is when um, that's when all of us start to look at this a different way, and, and it's harder for all of us to look at look at look at us the right way because. And then we all think about it as you know, as parents, as moms, as dads. You know, one of the basic necessities is be able to make sure there's food for everybody on the table uh, during this time. And everybody get your rest. Everybody work out. And uh, you know, one of the things everybody building that beef up that immune system so everybody can find a way to uh, kind of combat this thing and you know, kind of ride the wave and go with the flow of every every little bit of this. Um, Thanks to everybody for joining us. Thanks to Kroger. Special thanks to Kroger for everything they're doing right now, like I just said, to prop up communities and stabilize a little bit of the anxiety and worry and everything else right now. Uh, If you just heard my my son, I got to go make a Kroger run right now as it is, but thanks to everybody for joining us. Thanks for joining us on a special kind of old school Centels Basement Edition of uh, Wednesday Night Live. Which is our now that became the Before the Hedges program. I got, I'm glad everybody out there got to meet our Golden Doodle Peaches as well. And from my family to yours, stay safe, stay well. We're gonna get through this, we're gonna be just fine. And everybody out there, have yourselves a very good evening and a very good week. And we'll talk to you again, hosted. Who won't pick it? I love the family, atmosphere, and the way they handle business, education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settled.